welcome to the Rock Music Alliance interview sessions. I am your host, Cole Coleman. On today's episode, you know him as the next generation angelic vocalist of the progressive rock band Yes. When we come back, I'll be speaking with John Davison. Attention guitar players, join the Thimble Slide Revolution and free your slide finger. With its patented shape, you can slide and fret while wearing the Thimble Slide. Visit thimbleslide.com. That's thimbleslide.com. A little sampling of Yes with John Davison singing as we head into our conversation with John. So I think the first thing we really all want to know is, what are you doing right now? Like, what's happening with Yes? What's your latest projects? Or you personally, your latest recordings, tours being planned? What's going on? (laughs) Well, there's been a lot of sudden changes. A lot of touring canceled this year. And in lieu of Yes are writing a new album. We're not all together, obviously. We're isolating in our own way, but we're exchanging files and composing for a new album in that way. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, everyone's having to kind of do a little tap dance and change plans, so I'm, I'm glad to hear you guys are shifting. You know, Can you tell us anything about the, uh, the new album? Well, um, I mean, it's just an, really an exciting time, despite the letdown of canceling some extensive touring that I mentioned um it's just been great uh on multiple levels writing for a new album the material's really strong and everyone's generating a lot of camaraderie and enthusiasm mm. but also from a personal standpoint it's it's been a saving grace through all this difficulty of isolating and quite frankly being in lockdown where i am here in barbados I wanted to ask then, uh, since the re- recording is getting underway, how how involved are you with the writing of the latest music? Well, I'm quite involved. I sort of feel like the piv- pivotal man at this point. We're early on. We're just constructing and compiling demos. And what generally happens is another member will send me an instrumental sort of snapshot of an idea with which I'm able to build on. Uh, lyrically and create my vocal melodies. So that's sort of where we're at now. And I would say we have about half an album's worth of strong material. But again, it's all in the early demo stages still. Right. And uh, and when you say uh, demos, well, I, you know, because you guys are separated, is writing an album right now during this time uh, any more difficult or different than how you guys would normally approach it? Well... It's definitely different. I don't know if it's more difficult uh, being apart. Uh, For me, I sort of like to have my own breathing space where I can go at my own pace and um, not necessarily have the pressure of, okay, we're paying for a studio and, you know, we're on the clock. 
So I like this, you know, way to develop. But it would be different in the sense that normally we would already be in the studio or at least, you know, one-on-one or in, in subgroups putting things together. Right. Right, right. Yeah, I wanted to ask about that. When, when, when Yes puts together the music, you know, is there any particular format that it follows? Or like does one person bring in an idea? Or is it a songwriting team? Or is it everybody together? Generally, one person starts something. They're, they're the, you know, they have the initiative to bring forth the idea and then we all can contribute. And every member in Yes is a composer within the music. And that's what makes Yes music so involved and so rich, mm-hmm. richly yeah. complex, you might say. You know, the, the bass is very prominent and has its dominant role as does every instrument. There seems to be a place within the tapestry of each, each song for every member to have a voice. Hmm. Well said. If you would, John, uh, take us mm-hmm. back in time to your beginnings. You know, where were you born and raised? I was born in Laguna Beach, California, born in 1971, and uh, always loved music. There was music in the house, and my mother was the, um, she conducted the youth church choir that I was involved in, and that's when I, that was my early um, exposure to performing and singing. Mm-hmm. And then I started taking guitar lessons when I was about 14. And then later played bass in and out of bands, cover bands, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Moved to Seattle to go to college. Joined a band there, a psychedelic sort of electronic, sort of a, a, a electronic meets Pink Floyd, sort of seven-piece band, two vocalists, and a lot of uh, psychedelic light shows, and Uh, kind of that, if you can imagine. A band called Sky Cries Mary. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Okay, and then I did that for about 10 years. Well, John, you mentioned a a musical family, or your mother uh, leading the church uh, choir. Was your father also a musician? You know, he wasn't very musical. No, Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't even remember him listening to music, honestly. So I didn't get much from that side, but my mother's, you know, she's always been a queen of hearts and mm-hmm. so loving and, and inspiring on many levels. But she's was really instrumental in exposing me to music. That's terrific. It's kind of interesting. I've, I've known a fair amount of musicians. I'm, I'm a musician myself, of course, and uh, an amazing amount of musicians that I've met uh, often have their beginnings in, in church choirs. You know, they it's a strange phenomenon, but they seem to kind of naturally grow up into that, that, uh, into that era, or at least a certain type of musician that, uh, that starts out that way. Yes, uh, that is true. I've heard that. It's quite fitting uh, for the vocals of Yes, too, to have that kind of background, because <laughs> the music's very, you know, angelic, and, and, uh, and the style of vocals very clean and clear. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, you mentioned, you know, playing bass and guitar, but how did you get started with, with those instruments? Just taking lessons. I wanted to take lessons. My best friend that I grew up with, his name is Taylor Hawkins, and he's the drummer of the Foo Fighters. That's incredible. That's uh, that's like you know that that's that's quite a coincidence. Yeah, and he had a neighbor next door that was a lot older, but was a big influence on him to learn drums. And I remember he came home one day called me right away and said, oh, my neighbor Drew, you know, he's selling me his drum set and he turned me on to this band called Queen. 
<laughs> and I've, I've got an album of theirs called The Game here. And of course, you know, another one, Bites the Dust, was huge at that time. But Queen is so much more than that song. So he was, that became his favorite band. And Roger Taylor was his idol as a drummer. And he said, we've got to start a band. <laughs> and why don't, you know, why don't you be the singer? At that time, I hadn't started playing guitar yet, but I eventually went on to play guitar and we had all these cover bands growing up learning our instruments together right so you and taylor together me and taylor yes. yeah that's yeah that's that's uh, that's cool that's really cool so do you guys did you actually play in a cover band together yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> high school dances and all that kind of stuff oh wow yeah, yeah. so yeah in. that's cool so more than just a jam I and mean, you guys really had a working band that's great yeah yeah yeah, yeah it was great and uh did you uh, did you have any any brothers and sisters at all I have an older brother. Yeah, he he's musical as well. He plays saxophone. He didn't pursue it seriously, you know, but it was just always a, a hobby he loved to do. Right, but, but you can see the the music gene is running in your in your family line, though. That's good. And then, uh, yeah, you mentioned um, uh, Sky Cries Mary. Did you say uh, did you played bass for Sky Cries Mary? Yes, and sometimes twelve string acoustic guitar. We did a lot of acoustic music mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, what what kind of band? Uh, was Sky Cries Mary. Are, are they still together? You know what? I think there is a current version of Sky Cries Mary. I, I haven't talked to a lot of them in a long time. I've noticed that there's a, that the band seems to be going on in, in a, with a different sort of sound and formation. But we had more of a, you know, guitar, bass, and drums, and then a lot of keyboards but also we had a DJ in the band spinning records. That was way early on before that became sort of a popular thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't uh, at that time period. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is the early 90s. And the there was a husband and wife vocal team that always sang harmony, which was really interesting. So we were a seven-piece band playing mm-hmm. these, you know, all the cool clubs in Seattle at the time. It was really a progressive time in Seattle and to be a part of that. It sounds like a like a pretty cool band actually, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Very different. Um and then later I moved to back to California and sort of went through a dry period in in terms of finding a band and being involved in something. So I decided to join a friend's band which was a Yes Tribute. Mm-hmm. And that's where I sort of just out of pure curiosity and wanting to kind of have a musical avenue, even if it was just going to be on a hobby level, I thought I should try singing mm-hmm. and I knew I had a high voice. So it, it just sort of worked out where I, I that was sort of my yes boot camp. Yeah. And later. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was John. So uh, I was going to ask you like, what, what pulled you into vocals? So, so this moment when you're joining your friend's band, uh, the yes tribute band, is that what pulled you into vocals at that moment? Yeah. Okay. It really was. And that must have been about 2006. And I I only did the tribute thing for a couple of years and we probably played four shows a year. Um there was one point we got a little bit more involved and even saw a little money from from playing casinos and opening for bigger tribute acts like Led Zeppelin again and one of yeah. the Pink Floyd tribute bands in Orange County. Um but what then happened was Glass Hammer contacted me. They saw, they're an original progressive rock band, an amazing bunch of musicians that had been around a couple decades. But that was about 2009. They 
they came to me and said, Hey, we saw some YouTube clips of you singing yes music. And, you know, we're, we're writing music in that kind of vein and looking for your style of vocalist. Would you be interested in doing some original music? And I said, of course. And I love to compose and I'd I'd really love to be a part of that. So that was the next tier of Mm. where I was going vocally. And I done a couple albums with them and that was really have you heard of glass hammer i i've heard of glass hammer um only through uh, like years and years ago when when i first heard of you joining yes you know uh, uh-huh. i was of course everyone's curious like who's who's the guy taking over the lead vocal spot right and so i was searching the net and, and i found out that you were doing these things you know doing the uh you know the yes tribute band and, and glass hammer and, I, and I, I did go out and listen to glass hammer um, you know, yeah. So that, I was familiar with it from there, but, but yeah, tell us more about them. You said you did two albums with glass hammer. Three. And then Three. I did a few cameo spots on other things. I just got so busy because I think where I had to phase out of glass hammer was when I felt I needed to fully commit to yes. And that was a few years later. So that's yeah. what happened. They, you know, yes, heard what I was doing with glass hammer when they were in need of a vocalist. So, right. Now, it's now, sort of been steps I've been able to mm-hmm. ascend, and um, I'm so grateful to Glass Hammer because they were very instrumental in giving me a platform. Yeah, it's a, a pretty rapid ascent, you know, from like pretty much starting your vocal career in, in 2006, <laughs> you know, to rising up and then, you know, obviously taking over the spot with, uh, uh, yes, that, that's an amazing rise. <laughs> yeah. yeah and i i do hope i will go on further by saying i i hope glass hammer and i can work together again in some context when time is available and mm-hmm. energy is aligned yeah that's good now i uh you know again bringing taylor hawkins back in i mm-hmm. i you guys he knew you very he obviously knew your vocal ability very well so how instrumental was taylor in helping you land your position with yes well, that's interesting because I had, you know, my exposure to Yes with the Glass Hammer music, but also because Taylor, being a Yes fan, was befriended by Chris Squire a few years before that point in time. And he was always saying, you know, well aware of what Yes was doing with Benoit David after John Anderson always said if you you know if you need another vocalist if Benoit doesn't work out I've got the perfect guy and he was sort of filling Chris's ear for years about me so when the time (laughs) came (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's that's great yeah and well yeah and um now Taylor as I as I remember I I don't know how the connection happened but he was playing Uh in Chris Squire's band right like Chris Squire had a side band Let's see. I know Chris helped. Uh, well, he joined the Foo Fighters in their. Uh, let's see. It was Las Vegas. I don't remember what year. It was before I joined. Yes, I remember he went on stage and played with Foo Fighters, which sort of strengthened the relationship and trust with Taylor. And then the only thing that I think they did was something I was also a part of, and our mutual friend Cole Claudio. Ah, uh huh. Yes, because Chris was nominated Bass Player of the Year from Bass Player Magazine, I guess, in 2010 or 11. And then he put together a little band where we performed on the Sunset Strip. I can't remember which club, but Taylor, Mm -hmm. again, was involved. Myself, Claudio, 
and a couple other great musicians we know. I see. Yeah, I've, I've seen some photographs of that. That's yeah. Somehow I was, I was thinking it was a more permanent band. Uh, you know, but yeah, um, Chris Squire had a band that was performing up there. Claudio Pesavento was keyboard player. Yes. And uh, I, I didn't know you sang uh, for that band. Oh yeah, yeah. That's when I met Claudio for the first time, actually. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. He's very talented. We we have, you know, um, some songs sort of in the wings waiting to be further developed. And hopefully we can do more together because we really get along as people. Well, that's great. So um, so you yeah. have some um, some recording to do with Claudio. That's right. Yes. And he was a good friend of Chris's. So that's how I met Claudio. That's cool. And uh, yeah, is that is that like a solo project with Claudio, or are you guys actually working on something together? Well, I think it would be a solo project. I mean, solo of mine, but he would be certainly involved. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, I've got a lot of irons in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Not always enough time, but <laughs> yeah, that's just terrific. I can't. Uh, you know, it's so terrific to be to to have be in that position. You know, to have irons in the fire. You know. Yeah. yeah. We'll be right back with John Davison, but check out these important words from the Rock Music Alliance and your chance to join and vote in the Rock Music Awards. It's time that rock music has its own awards, the RMA Awards, its own scholarships, charity events, and more. And only you can make it happen by joining the Rock Music Alliance and voting in the RMA Awards. You can join as either a musician, an industry professional, or if you just love rock music, you can join as a patron of rock. Everyone can join, and everyone gets to vote. Join the Rock Music Alliance. Go to rockmusicalliance.com. That's rockmusicalliance.com. Hey, everybody. This is John Davison, singer of Yes, and I want you to join the Rock Music Alliance. We're back with John Davison. So I, I have to ask, you know, just, just for mm-hmm. myself and for uh, listeners. Um, so Taylor is putting the word into Chris about your vocal ability. And if they ever need a vocalist, you know, if Yes needs a vocalist, they can call on you. And right. so, so how was that moment? How did that actually happen? You know, did uh, you said, uh, you know, David stepped down from being vocalist of Yes. And who, who contacted you? Actually, Yes is management contacted me and they said look we've got a tour in six weeks and we're going to new zealand which was going to be a first for yes incidentally Uh australia indonesia japan and hawaii it's going to be about a a four-week tour can you be ready in six weeks and i said oh my god (laughs) yeah i mean i know some of the music but you'll have to you know, send me the set list and I'm going to have to start 
getting going on this stuff if if you want me to audition and they said well there's actually no audition you're it oh my god this is incredible <laughs> yeah so, so I mean, that was going to be the trial run i guess i mean it was that important to do that tour at any cost and then we would reevaluate after the tour and of course um here I am eight years later. <laughs> that, that, that just must have been mind-blowing. I mean, to, to hear the words, there's no audition, you're the guy. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God. And then on top but of that, know, I mean, six huh. weeks. Was that, John? Go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say that I was going through a personal difficulty at the time with my voice. Mm. I'd blown my voice out doing some recording with Glass Hammer, and I knew that I had to go see a throat specialist, especially after I said, yes, I'm going to do this. And I went to a guy I trusted and he said, yes, we can get your voice up to speed in plenty of time before six weeks, but you're going to have to do some radical measures. And believe it or not, Cole, I actually had to take a vow of silence for about two weeks where I didn't speak at all. And yet I had to learn all this breadth of yes material. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, you, you're under the gun to learn all this music, and now you're told to be quiet. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> so I had to do steroids and all the other crap and, you know, whatever was necessary, whatever it took. I did a lot of acupuncture as well. And sure enough, I was ready just in time for the rehearsals. And, of course, I, you know, came overly prepared, as I like to say. And it all went well, but man, there was some some tight moments there. It's it's just an amazing story, it really is. And and you you uh, you really delivered, man. You really did. Uh, you know, because I mean, I I went out and I on the net and I heard your voice, and uh, yeah, you're you're a perfect fit, just a perfect fit, and and you did great. You did great. Thank you so, very much. Yeah, and uh, but still, it's just mind blowing to hear, uh, and and really kind of. In keeping with Yes Tradition, because, I mean, there's an interview, I'm sure you've seen it, with uh, Chris Squire talking about the days of Trevor Horn. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And he's like, and he's saying, yeah, you know, Trevor Horn came to him one time and then was saying, yeah, you know, I had this nightmare. I was like, I'm in this limousine on the way to a gig and you're telling me, yeah, we got to do this song tonight, Trevor. We figured you can do it. You know, you got like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's that's in in keeping with yes tradition, you know, putting putting you into the into the fire, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No problem, man. We can do this song in five minutes. Yeah, I can learn it. I can learn it. No problem, man. You know. (laughs) So I guess welcome to the yes club. That's right. (laughs) Trial by fire. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So well, so so you get the the gig with yes. How? Well, they never told me I actually had the gig. So we finished this. This uh, Australian tour, as I mentioned, and they just said, "Okay, great. We'll see you in a couple of months for the U.S. summer tour." <laughs> and, th- and there was no real official, "Hey, you're you're in. You got it." <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was just, "See you next time." This, this I said, "Okay." <laughs> this nebulous kind of thing. That's that's a little that's a little rough. Yeah, that's a little rough. <laughs> but 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 I got to ask too. I mean, how was it walking in for the first time with these guys? I mean, was it at rehearsal? I mean, did or did you just walk on a stage with these guys? No, we did about a week of rehearsals, thankfully, uh, at Mates in L.A. Hilarious, and man. It, a week. Yeah. A it, week. It, it was it was great. That was really a fun time because I got to, you know, obviously play with these guys, but also hang out and get into conversation and go out for dinner. And it became a lifestyle thing. And it was, yeah. yeah well, it, it was 
Yeah, well, amazing. We, well, we didn't really ask you earlier in our conversation, but I mean, did, did you grow up listening to Yes and you liked Yes and all that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's a very important point for those that are hearing the story for the first time. Yeah, they've always been my most favorite band. I, it's just incredible. I mean, I can't help but draw the parallel to that great movie, <laughs> uh, you know, Rockstar. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, you <laughs> yeah. are you are living that movie. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it really is. And, and it was cool when we first started hanging out, as I mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I was the Yes trivia guy and I would get into conversations with them and we might be looking at a song on the set list and I'd say, well, why don't we look at that, you know, live in Detroit, 1976 bootleg of that uh-huh. version. You guys were doing it this way then. And, mm-hmm. and why don't we try this? And, you know, so they, they were just so excited that I came infused with this background and knowledge and sort of an instinctive oh, understanding. Yeah. It must have been yeah rejuvenating for them. I mean, here they are working with a guy that pretty much probably knows more about yes than they know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know? than they remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and to have that kind of, uh, you know, fresh perspective, you know, fresh feeling in the band, it must've been terrific for the guys too, you know, really. Yeah. It seemed that way. It was definitely a symbiotic and mutual feeling. And of course, you know, Alan White's still involved and yeah. He's such a great guy, such a good friend. They're just really awesome people, each one of them. And it was so hard to lose Chris Squire in 2015. That was a heavy blow, to say the least. Oh, man, you know, yeah. Because, uh, you know, like you, I mean, I, I grew up listening to Yes, and, and I love Yes very much. And uh, Yes music is, is just the most exciting music to me. And, uh, yeah, uh, hearing about Chris Squire's death was uh, a real shocker. And, and it seemed to happen so fast. You know, he was barely diagnosed with the problem he had and and just a few months later he was gone yeah exactly yeah and then of course you know a ray of hope has been billy sherwood who originally was a protege of of chris's and Mm -hmm. he's such a huge talent in his own right and he's brought so much to the band and has helped us carry on of course he was a member for a time Mm -hmm. um in the uh I guess late '90s to early 2000s. So yeah, you know, the the first time that I became aware of of um, of a Billy Sherwood was around 1994, you know, the 1994 mm-hmm. tour. But but mm-hmm. I heard I heard that he was actually involved in the 1991 uh, Union tour, right? That's right. I, I I sort of hesitated there when I was trying to, you know, pinpoint the timeline because you're right. Yeah, I had forgotten that for a while too, and was reminded of that recently. Yeah, and, and he's, he certainly he was involved in the produ- in the uh, production aspect uh, on on Union. There was a at least a song or two on there that he was involved in. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know he was instrumental in writing with Chris on the song. The more we know. Yeah, I love that song. It's I really love that song. I think that's yeah. the best one on the album, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I was going to say if 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 nothing else was to occur. Uh, you know, he gave the band that song. It's like, dude, that's a that's an awesome song. Yes, yeah. yeah. And we've really bonded as people over these few years because you know he joined in 2015, so it's been a while now already. And we've written a lot of music together, and we have our own side project band with Jay Shellen, who's been drumming alongside Alan for the last few years. And yes, right, right. And the name of that band is Arc of Life, and we've got the album all ready to go through frontiers records it should be coming out um at the last point of this year or early next year 
That's great. Thanks for mentioning that. I'll have to keep a lookout for it. So we're eight years later. You've been fronting yes for eight years. And I wonder, do you feel integrated into the band solidly or um, is there any kind yeah. of... Okay, yeah. No, I no, I really do. I really do. And I there's a lot of mutual respect and I feel that, you know, I, I'm important to the band and I think that's what makes it so rewarding, you know, not just to do this great music, but to, to really sense that in a way I'm at the center of it. I'm, I'm not saying, you know, it all revolves around me, but I'm just saying, you know, every member and yes, at one time or another is, is, is at the center you know, that's the kind of band it is. Everyone has a dominant role and has a purpose and a voice. And it just feels good to, you know, be in the fold. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that. And that's, that is a really terrific way to describe it. Because, yeah, each of the members of Yes are just, they're all amazing players, like like mind-boggling players. And, and it's terrific when they, you know, they, they all join together to create the music, you know, collectively. But it's terrific the band also allows each member to have their, their spot in the sun. That's right. It's, it's been so rewarding. And another element of, of how rewarding it's been is that since I've joined the band, we've been doing album series concerts each year. So we'll take a classic Yes album and do it, do it front to back in its entirety. Yeah, I noticed that, yeah. And, yeah, and we've done just about all of the 70s albums. What's left is Relayer, which was scheduled this year. Um, but, of, of course, we will carry on with that next year. But to think, you know, that we've recorded all these tours. So we've released a live album each year featuring these albums in their entirety. Mm-hmm. So all this work I've done has been documented. And it's so... I'm so grateful to the universe that it's worked out this way, that I've got to sing my most favorite music and I have it all documented. It's all been released. Yeah, that's, that is yeah. terrific. It's, yeah, exactly. It's the, it's the work of a lifetime. Work of a lifetime. Yes. So I have a, a few sticky questions I got to ask if it's all okay. right, you know? Yeah. So, so number one sticky question to start with here is, have you met or spoke with John Anderson about all this? I have, yes, at the Rock Hall induction a couple of years back. I approached him, and it was really chaotic. We were all at the same hotel, and it was an after party, and it was so loud. Hmm. And I didn't, you know, it was around a swarm of people. And um, there was a lot of friction at that point between hmm. the two yes camps. And I sort of felt like I wanted to just approach him in this noisy room as a fan mm-hmm. rather than like maybe an adversary of some kind in case he viewed me that way. And I just went up to him again. It was There was a swarm of people and it was really loud and I didn't have much time with them. But I just offered my hand and I just said, thank you so much for being such a huge inspiration and giving me so much love through music. And that's really where it ended. And it was, you know, it was brief, but it was a high note. Keep it high. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's yeah. Actually, yeah, and that's actually a really terrific, disharming kind of way to, to approach it. That really is. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, it's too bad that he apparently didn't have much to say back. Um, but but at least at least that kind of a meeting is is good. You know, I mean, that uh, 
you put forth the idea that whatever is happening here, I'm doing it from a place of, of affection and love, really. Yes, and pure admiration and uh, and appreciation to him. Yeah, there's no doubt he's he's a musical genius, one of the great ones. Oh yeah, he, they blow my mind. I, I listen frequently to the very early days of Yes, and uh, as well as the the modern days. And uh, yeah, it's you know these guys are they're not just musicians. I mean these these guys really took it to a completely other level, you know. And yeah, and it's just terrific. You're with them, you know. <laughs> yeah, to be a it's part terrific. of that, to yeah. be on stage with Steve and watch him, you know, just radiate that magic and love through his style oh, of yeah. playing, and it's just. It's really, really great. I can't really put it in words how wonderful it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the um, other kind of sticky questions here is, it's starting to get late in the day for most of the members of Yes. Is there any talk of retirement or some of the players maybe stepping down? No, there really isn't. Honestly, there isn't. Everyone's having a ball, really. Steve seems happier than... I remember him each year. I mean, he's he's getting happier with the sound and what we stand for, and apparently he's much happier than he was in years past before I even joined. So he never talks of it. He just loves to play. He's literally at one with his instrument and doesn't seem to imagine any other life apart from doing that. And he's he's such a well-rounded, caring intelligent person you know he has a lovely family and children and grandchildren and he's very much involved with many facets of a well-balanced life yeah but he loves that guitar that's terrific yeah i didn't know that he had uh, some grandkids right you said oh yes uh-huh yeah that's that's terrific yeah imagine that he's uh, been in the business this long and all that and he's reached the point where he's a grandfather uh yeah he's got to feel a lot of fulfillment at this point yes yeah that's a good way to put it. Yeah. And then um, do you do you think Yes will continue on and replace members if they retire or unfortunately leave us? Well, it's hard to say. It's hard to imagine, you know, losing losing these key members, these classic original members. Mm-hmm. Um, it's possible, but of course we would need their blessing. And I can see it being possible. I can see it happening. I mean, I think both Chris Squire and Rick Wakeman in the past have said, yes, we'll always go on, just like as true um, monumental works of music in the classical style have gone on. Yes, we'll always have a purpose, a higher purpose that will continue. So in a way, they've given us the blessing to do so. So maybe Billy... Jay and myself are like Star Trek, the next generation. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, that's, that's a really fun way to look at it. And, and, and very, and it's very true, uh, John, you, you guys are, you know, uh, you and Billy coming in, it really kind of showed the band that, you know, your music is going to go on. You you guys have started something that's actually bigger even than yourselves, and it's going to carry on beyond your years. You know, there's going to come a time when, unfortunately, they're, that they're gone. But I really believe the uh, the music is really going to go on, and it's it's going to be up to you know the musicians of the time period, you know, that'll have the 
honor, if you will, of, of um, you know, coming on board and taking over and presenting Yes Music at that point. Yes, that's yeah. right. I yeah. believe that as well. I agree. Well, John, <laughs> is there anything else you'd uh, like to add uh, here to say to anybody who's uh, listening out there? Well, I just want to let people know that though our extensive European tour was canceled this spring, it's only been postponed. So I shouldn't even use the word cancel. It's simply been postponed for next year. Starting in April, we'll be out for about six weeks across UK and Europe. And I hope people look for that in those parts of the world um, where we can celebrate the ability to come together again. I'm staying optimistic here. And also, you know, there's a late fall tour of the U.S. scheduled. Now, it actually hasn't been postponed. We just haven't announced it yet. But I'm asking people to look out for that on the website, yesworld.com. Terrific. And we know they will. Great. That's great. Oh, I, you know, I wanted to ask you real quick. Um, sure. How, how are those cruises? You know, are, do you guys enjoy doing, I think it's called Cruise to the Edge. Yes, we've done about eight of them now. Um, of course, this year's was canceled. Mm-hmm. That was hard, very difficult. We were so ready. Um, just let me tell you real quick, this is important because during the last Cruise to the Edge, I met my darling girlfriend, Emily Lodge, and we've been together since. It's almost been it's been about a year and a half, and it's been so wonderful. Her father just happens to be John Lodge of the Moody Blues. Oh, wow. Nice connection there. Yeah. Now, he was performing on the cruise, of course, and that's what brought us together. Um, I was out with John Lodge. I've been singing in his band as well, just coming up as a guest vocalist on Nights in White Satin. And so we had just finished a U.S. tour this this last February, it was late February, literally about a week and a half before the cruise to the edge was going to start. So when we finished the U.S. tour, my girlfriend and I decided to come to their family home in Barbados for a vacation and just sort of, you know, wait out what was, you know, approaching, what was culminating into this worldwide panic of COVID-19. And then, of course, a few days after we were here, everything shut down. The world went mad. Hmm. and the cruise was canceled. Um, so that's a little back story about the cruises. Um, in, in some ways, they're wonderful because I'll know that I always met Emily through that experience, but also the, the hardship of canceling the cruise and what that meant to the fans and other musicians. Hopefully, there's a future for it. We'll see in this ever-changing world now. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but uh, but congratulations on having uh, met, and that's yeah, it's a very special way that you met. So that's that's terrific. Congrats on that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to throw that little wonderful side story in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. I, I better I better book a, a time on a cruise. Maybe I'll meet someone too. You know. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, the love boat. <laughs> exactly. Well, I guess uh, you know, John. You know, thank you very much for being on our show today, the Rock Music Alliance interview sessions. And it's been a pleasure to speak with you. I I really look forward to hearing new music and seeing you guys live. All right, man. That's it for my conversation with John Davison this time around. Thanks, John, for being on the show. And thank you for being here and listening. 
You can keep in touch with all things yes at yesworld.com. Visit thimbleslide.com for the guitar slide that frees your finger. It allows you to slide and fret while wearing it. And visit rockmusicalliance.com and join the Rock Music Alliance so you can vote in the RMA Awards. For the Rock Music Alliance, I'm Cole Coleman. Be well, stay well, and join the Rock Music Alliance. <laughs>